Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. It's a beautiful new day. It's a Monday for me, wherever you might be. But it's Monday for me, and Monday always represents that to-do list for the week. (laughs) What am I going to do this week, and uh, how do I start out and get back on that track and get some crap done, for crying out loud. So Monday morning is a little rough. It's about beating myself up about, like, how dare you take some time on Sunday to sit around? How could that possibly be? What did you think you would be accomplishing then? absolutely nothing. Oh, I am rough on myself. I am rougher on myself than anyone could ever possibly be. I was enjoying the camaraderie of that in a book that I'm rereading for maybe the fourth time because it's such a great inspirational book about writing. It's called Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. And she speaks to me in this great way because all of the insecurities and all of the excessive, ridiculous demands that I make on myself. She does too. And so (laughs) reading her pages is like, oh, thank God, that's me. Okay, it's good. It's fine. She was talking about demons and all of the voices, the, the various personas that sit there by your side as you're a writer, as you're trying to put your thoughts down on paper, and they're all just going, that is crap. You don't want to put that there because somebody will discover it and know that you're terrible. You're terrible at this. You know, she's talking about, oh, the vinegar-lipped reader lady who says primly, well, that's not very interesting, is it? (laughs) Or the emaciated German male who writes these Orwellian memos detailing your thought crimes. (laughs) Oh my goodness, she's so much more paranoid than I am. So, you know, that's comforting in a funny way. And she was talking about in this one chapter, writing down all of your thoughts about your school lunches as a child, and how so many of us will have many of the same memories, but that it's the differences that are so interesting for each of us. And I realized I blocked out all of my school lunches. I am so sure that I was the weird kid with who knows what in my lunch bag. I don't remember. I do remember those wonderful brown paper bags that were concealing our lunches. But damned if I can tell you what was in there. It was definitely not conforming with the things that were allowed in terms of lunch. And the whole swapping of lunches, oh my, you know, I'm sure I didn't engage in that. I'm sure I was the weird kid over on the side because I know that like I was supposed to look a certain way when I went off to school, like properly done up. 
like things were all fine at my house. So I slept in these pink foam curlers so that my hair would be like bouncy and curly and cute instead of flat and straight and sticking to my head the way it usually was. So there was some effort made in making me look presentable, but school lunch, no idea, blocked it out. So that was funny, <laughs> funny to read about and think about. But I did have an interesting weekend because as I may have said in my last episode, my friend Anne from college, my college roommate, came to sleep over. And it was like, yay, we're kids, but not kids again. <laughs> and I can't say that it was, oh, the old days, you know, it, was, it wasn't just like old times because we're such very different people now. And we've gone through so many things, you know, 40 years worth of life. And it's not that we haven't seen each other in the interim. We have, but we've had dinners or something, or we meet for, you know, breakfast sometime, or we go to a movie. And those are short-lived, and we have a few conversations, and we catch up quickly, and it's enough to tide us over for another few months. In fact, there was a time period for a while there where we only saw each other like once a year or something, which is entirely too long in between. So this was a rare and wonderful treat because we got to spend a lot of time together. And she was nervous about it, and I was nervous about it, and it just turned out to be delightful. Absolutely wonderful. My kids came and had dinner with us. Well, Dakota, my son lives here, so he was here, but he didn't have to be here. But the two of them were here eating with us, and it was so much fun to hear Annie just tell them a few, just a few little stories about their mom at their age. Just, just enough to have them giggling, but not to embarrass them too much. So they would be like, oh my God, we got to get out of here. And my daughter was really fun to watch her think, wow, mom, you were much more like me than I would care to say. <laughs> so it was fun to share that generational giggle, if that's what it is. And it was wonderful. We watched Being the Ricardos, and that was interesting. Interesting movie by way of history. I, you know, wasn't thrilled by the acting. I thought the casting was off and weird. And, you know, Nicole Kidman, she was, she was fine. She was good. But wouldn't it have been interesting to find some unknown person who really resembled Lucille Ball to play her? But historically, I didn't know so many of those things. So that was fascinating. I love, as I, as I'm sure you have figured that out by now, I love learning new stuff. I always love learning new stuff. So to find out that Lucille Ball was accused of being a communist was fascinating and where that took the story. And then the next morning when we woke up, Anne and I had a long conversation over our morning coffee and tea. And then I did a tarot reading for her. And that is something that I love to share with friends because it is so much of a conversation starter in so many ways. And it's also, as Anne said, she's like, wow, it's part therapy, <laughs> part therapy session. I started to talk about the very first card and she was like, wait, can I take notes? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Definitely take notes. Tarot is a fascinating window in to be able to talk to people. And I only recently started doing it for complete strangers, which was really interesting. More often than not, I do it for friends and for family. 
And so that's, you know, I have to take just a little bit of a seat back and not impose my ideas or my thoughts or my recommendations or anything like that. I just tell them what the cards might have stirred up from their own thoughts, maybe. And hopefully I'm on the money or hopefully it resonates in some way. And that's really interesting. But we had a great conversation over that and how lives have shifted and how to reclaim pieces of ourselves that have gotten away and maybe that we shelved for a while because that was useful or safer. And maybe those pieces of us need to come back now to be revisited and revamped in a different way going forward. So reconnecting with my old friends, I think, is part of what this next decade is going to be about. You know, what did those friendships mean to me then? And is there any value to rekindling them and having them affect my life now. I also recently got in touch with another friend and he called me out of the blue and I just mentioned him in the episode about New Orleans and that's my friend Sean. Out of the blue there was an unknown number and then an unknown message and I was like oh some telemarker from it said Staunton Virginia and I was like oh you know maybe it's the uh, American Shakespeare Center which I love very much and uh, maybe they're giving me a marketing call of some kind I'll listen to the message later and I didn't listen to it for 24 hours maybe and when I listened to it I was like, hey, Dana, it's Sean. And I was looking through old negatives and I uh, thought I'd call you right up. I was like, whoa, A, how did you find me? Yikes. And B, what the heck? After decades, I haven't spoken to him since my friend's wedding that he photographed. And that was almost 20 years ago. So that's crazy. That's crazy. And it was such fun to hear his voice. And it was just like, wow just took me back to those same times at Portfolio Center. And again, like the sound of a voice, unless something really happens and changes, but your voice when you're 20 is probably the same voice when you're 60. So that was so fun because his voice was the same. And we just talked and talked and talked for 20 minutes. And then I was like, my friend's coming over for dinner, Annie. And he's like, oh, I remember Annie. Oh my God. Is she a Broadway star? And I was like, no. That's hilarious. But, you know, to imagine what other people think is going to happen to you and how your life will turn out. And then to reconnect with them decades later and go, no, in fact, it was very different, but cool. And uh, yeah, he was living in a cabin in the Ozarks and he sent me a picture of it. And like, I would have never pictured that. So such fun. And I'm really enjoying renewing relationships from way back and figuring out what they meant to me then. And I think it's all part of this process of reflecting on what are the components that I have invested here and how do I now reap what I've sown? That is the essence of the judgment card in tarot. It's like, what have you put in And what rewards can you now expect to reap from the life you have led? That's what I'm looking at today. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. So thanks for being here. And I will get back to the narrative one of these days, most likely tomorrow.
Thanks so much. I'll see you then. Want to make some juicy passive income but don't know where to start? You need to check out Girls Trade 2. Girls Trade 2 is an online community of women learning to trade in the stock market so they can boost their savings and get off that dang hamster wheel of work, work, work. So if you want some help figuring out the stock market, check out a free web class at girlstrade2.com. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.